Hi, it's Alana. Welcome back to Recipe for Crazy. I'm your host. I'm in Florida right now. It's been two weeks since I posted an episode. And yeah, I'm really dropping the ball on being a reliable podcaster. Because if you haven't noticed, this year really fucked me in the ass, if we're being honest. And it's really hard to just be consistent with anything. It's hard for me to even be consistent with showering right now. So, okay, the dog is, I'm at my sister's house. I just babysat her kids for a week while she went out of town for a work conference. The dog's scratching at the door. I have about 30 minutes before the kids come home from school. So I'm trying to really, you know, do this. And later in the episode, I'm going to have a special guest or two or three. And uh, consistency right now is just not going to exist. I can barely brush my teeth in the morning. I'm kind of just hanging on by a thread. Quick highlights. Two weeks ago, I posted a podcast saying that Blake Horseman is on a dating app. He said he was. And in the same breath, said he wasn't. It really didn't make sense, uh, his response. Before I get into that, I want to talk about what's actually on my mind right now, because that's something that's not. And I kept waiting to do this podcast because I was waiting to feel funny. But the truth is, I'm just not feeling funny because life is fucking hard right now. I'm just kind of like realizing it, I guess. It's all kind of settling in. So, you know, I haven't posted anything online or cooked or done anything. I've just been spending time with family and focusing on that and focusing on my mom. You know, if you don't know, she has cancer. I grew up in Florida. My mom and my sister are here. My sister has three kids. She's a single mom. My mom's single. My dad's dead. My parents divorced when I was six. The reason I'm saying this is because it's relevant to what's happening to me right now. I have used my life in California, what I'm realizing is I've used my life in California and dating and men and jobs and everything to distract me from me, from my brain, from myself. And coming to Florida, it kind of reminds me of what I'm trying to avoid. So I don't come here a lot. And facing tragedy forces you to confront your demons. And that's kind of what I've been having to do this past week or so. And, you know, last night, my sister and I were hanging out, you know, talking late into the night, just talking shit. And something I realized is that, you know, because our dad really wasn't around growing up. And, you know, my mom, she tries, but you know, when it really mattered when I was a kid, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't a rock star mom. Few are. And something I realized recently is just because you have a baby, just because you, when you become a parent, it doesn't make you a superhero. Like you don't, wake up after bringing a baby home with a different personality. You are who you are. And some people just maybe shouldn't have kids. 
And my dad is probably one of those people. You know, he's just, kids are just not, we're never his priority. And, you know, a while ago, with all this stuff, my dad, with all this stuff happening, I've just been thinking about my dad a lot and being home. I'm thinking about him and my mom having cancer. I'm thinking about all the things I did wrong when my dad was, you know, going through what he went through. And, you know, I just don't want to make those same mistakes with my mom. And I find myself repeating the same patterns I was doing with him because I just struggle so hard to connect because of everything that happened in my life with them growing up. Like I was... I mean, I hate this word and I say it, but it's just so overused, but there's no better word because it's, it's the word. Like I was gaslit by my mom, my entire life. And when you're an intuitive person and you're empathetic and you can feel other people's emotions, when you are being lied to, you feel it in your body and it makes you so uncomfortable. So when you're a child and you're lied to your whole life, you're taught not to trust your instincts. Because when I would be lied to when I was a kid all the time, and I'm not talking innocent lies like, oh, you can't have candy after midnight because then Santa won't come or whatever the hell. Not lies like that. I'm talking significant lies that I won't get into, but real damaging things that happened to me when I was a kid, not just some bullshit. And when you're raised to not trust your instincts, it's very hard as an adult to navigate when to trust your gut and when to not. And it makes it hard. And I felt like after my childhood, when I went out on my own, moved to California 10 years ago, I had to reparent myself. I had to teach myself all these things that were never taught to me. I was sheltered in a way, not in the way where it's like the grass is green and life is beautiful and blah, blah, blah. But I was sheltered in a way where it was like Stockholm syndrome, where I was like, you know, the kid in room where they're in a basement and you don't know if it's a boy or girl because they don't shower. Like I was just like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, maybe I'm, it was just a lot. In the last year of my dad's life, my sister and I went to go see him and I'll never forget this, but we were sitting at his dining room table and my sister and I were just rambling off, you know, going, you know, talking about this, talking about that, being crazy. We both have larger than life personalities and just, you know, making jokes and whatever and talking about how our lives are a mess or whatever the hell was going on. And we, my dad looks at us and he goes, you know what you guys need? Parents. (laughs) I'll never forget that because it's true. And it was just so funny because it was just my dad also has a sense of humor through all the things he's done. Like he's funny. And if you can't laugh about it, you know, laughter is the lubricant to life's fucking. So if you can't laugh about your trauma, what can you do? Like it, it was just a funny nod to having two absent parents, one emotionally absent, one physically absent. And, you know, anyways, Here's another thought I had last night. I ate a mushroom last night and I had a thought. I often get told how real I am on Instagram. And it made me think a lot about why why people are fake. Why are people fake? Why specifically influencers, specifically people who go online and share their life, 
why are they so fake? And it really got me thinking, and it's going to sound weird, but it goes back to why people don't like the sound of others chewing. I know that doesn't make sense, but hear me out. Why don't we like seeing homeless people? Why don't we like hearing the sound of somebody chew? Why don't we like seeing a human struggle to do anything? You know, like, why do you get the ick when someone's struggling? You know why? Because it reminds us that we are human. It reminds us that we're animals. It reminds us that we are no better than anyone or anything else. We are creatures just like anything else that is walking here. You don't bathe. You don't shower. You don't clean. Dust piles up. You get dirty. You start to smell. We can't do that. Why? Because we're cursed with consciousness. Okay. And all the chewing sounds and seeing people struggle, seeing people, all that stuff, what it reminds us of is death. People are so fucking fake because they're trying to portray this like manicured, perfect life because that's what everybody wants to see because we are so scared of accepting the fact that we are animals living on this fucking planet, like disgusting. We're all disgusting creatures. And so you go to Lululemon and you paint your walls and you, you know, you update your kitchen and you project this false narrative online of a perfect life when nothing is fucking perfect and the world is crumbling around you. Lies that this world tells you. We project fake images, fake lives, false truths online to live in this Disney bullshit lie because people are scared. I get it. It's scary. I was thinking about this. This is why I don't get high. (laughs) This is what I think. I was literally high as hell. I'm laying on the couch and I'm like, oh my God, I'm a human walking on this earth. I'm disgusting. If I don't shower, I smell. And this, you know, what started this is I was struggling to open a Slim Jim. Last night, I was struggling to open a Slim Jim and I felt like what the hunters and gatherers must have felt like in the early days, like the cavemen, like struggling to get your food, like me in a Slim Jim. I was comparing myself to a, to a freaking caveman. I was like, this is what they must have been doing, hunting for their fish and stuff. Like, cause I couldn't open a fucking Slim Jim. Like how? So that sent my brain on a tangent because my sister was sitting next to me and I was like, I wonder if she's like totally grossed out by the fact that I can't open this string, this Slim Jim and I'm just so hungry and so famished. And I'm like this gross, disgusting savage that's just trying to break open this meat and put it in my mouth. Then I started thinking about how gross it is to watch people eat and chew and struggle and people, you know, just everyone is grossed out by humanity, but everyone is grossed out by anything that reminds them that we are not superior, that we are just like anything else on this earth. And we don't hold any special power because we don't. And we're actually just ants on a freaking ant farm. When you're driving around, you see all these cars going to work, da, da, da. You see buildings being constructed. We are literally ants building, procreating. We're programmed as humans. We're programmed to want to procreate. It's like, literally on the forefront of everyone's mind. Got to get married. Got to have kids. Got to repeat the process. Got to make sure they get jobs and have kids and da, 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 and build this house and do this and da, 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 da. Shut up. Calm down. Stop. 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 Everybody stop. Okay. Let's relax. Um, I guess I'm in an existential crisis. Can't say it's the first time. <laughs> 
Sorry if I'm scaring you, but a Slim Jim started all this. A mushroom and a Slim Jim. Now here we are. So anyways, I'm feeling good. So despite all everything I just said, I am feeling pretty good. And um, I did see, I will say this because... <laughs> appreciate the people who let me know. I don't care about what anyone says about me online, but I'm hearing that there's like a Des Moines post about Blake Horseman or whoever, and people think it's me. It's not me. Okay. The last week, first of all, someone sent me that like two weeks ago. I think it just got posted on Reddit today, or maybe it was a week ago. I don't know when someone sent it to me, but for the last two weeks, I have literally been, uh, you ever seen the movie Wedding Crashers, Owen Wilson, after, you know, all that shit happened and he's in his apartment and there's like a book that says, don't jump. And Vince Vaughn comes there and he's like, you're reading, don't kill yourself books. That's literally me. Okay. You think I'm fucking opening my computer and typing out something and whatever. I mean, I would do something like that. It's not out of my character. So actually, yeah, I do understand why you would think it was me, but it's not me. And I'm a little smarter than that. And if I was going to uh, go online and pretend to be somebody else, you best believe I would be a little more convincing than that. Okay. I wouldn't just say, I wouldn't copy and paste exactly whatever the hell I say in my podcast. That's a little stupid. Give me a little more fucking credit. If I'm going to Oh my God, I just got dizzy. I just stood up. I'm anemic, you guys. So holy shit, that was scary. Anyways, give me a little more fucking credit. It's not me. If it was me, you wouldn't even know it. So whatever. Anyways, so two weeks ago, I posted a podcast where I talked about seeing Blake Horseman on a dating app. And oh God, I don't even want to, I'm so fucking over it. I don't even care. I always say that I don't care. I really don't about this. I really don't care, but I do feel the need to address it because it caused such an uproar from people who follow him and Bachelor fans. So I do feel like I need to talk about it. So I will. Yeah. So I posted that. I saw him on there. He, the reason why it's a big deal is because he isn't, he's a, he's having a baby. He heard about what I said on my podcast and he went to his Instagram and said, you know, I don't understand why I need to address this. Some crazy ex-bachelor producer said she saw me on a dating app. I got a new phone two months ago and it reactivated me. It's really hard to delete your your dating profile from this app. My girl, the reason I don't say his girlfriend's name is because I don't know how to fucking pronounce it. Okay. It's no shade to her. I just, I maybe have a speech impediment. Maybe I have a lisp. I don't really know something I need to look into. Okay. I don't know, but I don't, I've never heard her name out loud. Maybe I did years ago and I watched her on love is blind, but I don't know how to say her fucking name. G. Okay. G Gianna Gianni. I don't know. Whatever. Could I take the time to go research and figure it out? Yeah, but I've got, like I said, I've got other things on my brain, other things I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about these people. So he said that he, okay, even before I get into that, one thing I want to say, 
jumping all around, but I will land all the planes. I'm air traffic controlling right now. There's a lot of planes in the air. I'll land them all, but let me get to what I want to get to. Something I want to say real quick. I went back and listened to my episodes, my two-part episode where I explained my relationship with my ex-boyfriend. Fuck me in the ass. Like I hated it. I couldn't believe it. It was so fake and fraudulent. Like everything I was saying was real, but I recorded those episodes like four or five times. I couldn't figure out a way to say it. If I could go back, I would do the whole thing differently. I really put our relationship on this pedestal. I was like idolizing it. I was, I'm sorry to the people who had to listen to that. I'll rarely will you hear me apologize for anything, but I'm going to apologize for that because I was really being so nice about him and our relationship and I, and not only him, but the show. And I shouldn't have been. Yeah. Was there a time when there was love? Yes. Was there a time where I enjoyed working on that show? Yes. But if I'm being real, like him and that show caused me a lot of fucking trauma and listening to it back, I was like, shut the fuck up, Alana. You're annoying. And I hated it. And I wish I could delete it, but I can't. He sucks. He's allegedly a potential rapist. The show hurt me like no one else's business. And they really put him. I mean, maybe they didn't know what he was doing. I find that hard to believe. I find that really hard to believe. And I didn't do a lot of great things. I really made a lot of mistakes working on that show. I wish I could go back and redo it. You know, I was blinded by my relationship and my affection towards him at the time, but I don't like the way they treated me. I don't like the way they treated him. I don't think any of it was fair. Life's not fair. I'm not asking for sympathy. I'd prefer you punched me in the face over offering me a hug. I don't need that. I don't want to come on here and say, be like, woe is me. But I do want to be honest. And I want to tell you that I really was wrong in a lot of the things, how I presented the story in those two episodes. You know, maybe another time I'll come on here and give you the real. Without getting into it right now, I'll get into it later when I'm in a better mood in another episode. But I started this podcast with the idea of like, you know, I want to protect women I support women's rights and their wrongs, but it wouldn't be fair of me to do that because I pride myself on being honest and upfront. And I like to, I like to think of myself as an equal opportunist. And in saying that, you know, men are not safe here, but going forward, neither are women. Nobody's safe. Okay. Nobody's safe here not going to get into it right now, but I'm just going to leave you with that. So back to Blake Horseman. He posted to his story, calling me a a crazy ex-bachelor producer saying two months ago, his phone got, he got a new phone. The app automatically put him back on. Okay. I'm just going to say, here's my response to that. I also got a new phone two months ago. I had to reinstall the app. Okay. I had to sign back in. Okay. I went on that app recently, yesterday. I was like, let, you know, let me see, let me see what it takes to deactivate it. I had to click four buttons to deactivate it, four buttons. It wasn't hard at all. So let me take you through my thoughts. Let's say Blake Horseman, two months ago, he got a new phone. He was automatically put on the app. 
he 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 paid let's say he paid for it for a month okay 30 day billing cycle let's say he had and then you know he then he's officially off why did i see him in the beginning of in the beginning of november that would mean that september he was put back on the app 30 days later he would be off i saw him in november okay let's say that prior to me talking about this on the podcast prior to me talking about it on my quote unquote clout chasing gossip podcast. That's what he called it. Prior to that, I did my research. I text some friends. I said, Hey, look who I saw on this app. They said they're also on the app. I saw him too. Oh, I know other people who saw him. Okay. So let's say he did for 30 days, you know, he was on the app, a a billing cycle. He accidentally paid for it. Let's live in that world, that fantasy he created for us. Why then, I ask you, why did he match with somebody that I know in October? I knew that before I posted that podcast. It wasn't my business to share. I also wanted to give him an opportunity to be honest. And instead of being honest, he was half honest on his story. Because why would he match with somebody that I know? on there. Now let's live in a world where two years ago he matched with her before going on the show where he met his girlfriend who's now pregnant. And let's say that when he got this new phone and it resubscribed him to the app that she saw him, saw that he liked her on there. And so she liked him back. Okay then why, what, why would she have messages from him from October and November? Why? I don't know. Someone tell me. So anyways, I knew this information prior to posting on my podcast, posting that podcast and talking about it a couple weeks ago, my clout chasing podcast, you know, and that's just one person. I know other people matched with him. Like I said, I didn't, it's not my business to share. Okay. I didn't even know the scope of his relationship when I saw him on there, whereas other people did. And like I said, I wanted to give him an opportunity to be honest. He wasn't. And instead, he decided to call me crazy, say I had a, you know, clout chasing. I mean, I posted it because I like to expose liars. That's a passion of mine. I would have posted that podcast without any hesitation had his girlfriend not been pregnant. I took that into consideration heavily. A lot of people don't want to talk about their experience with him on that app because she is pregnant. They don't want the drama. I don't care personally. I sleep well at night. I mean, I don't, but it has nothing to do with him or that. It has everything to do with everything I'm going through. So there's that. Then there was a Us Weekly article that was posted mentioning me. And it was just like a puff piece. It was all about his happy relationship. And then that article got taken down. Why? Because the devil works hard, but Blake Horseman's PR person works harder. Lori Kay is her name. And I have to tip my hat to her. I don't know what P. Diddy's doing right now with all his allegations, but he really hired the wrong team. He really should be hiring Lori Kay because that woman works overtime and I have to give it to her. She's good at what she does. 
P. Diddy should consider hiring her because she knows what she's doing, that girl. And I, I give it to her. I have to say, she's really working with the dark arts, that woman. I don't know who she prays to at night, but I, I got I to gotta find out because I need to be praying to that person because it's something magical that's going on with her. It's more than just knowing what she's doing. She's working with the devil, that one, because, yeah, the person that I know that, you know, had communications with, with Blake Horseman, she reached out to us weekly. She hasn't heard back. God, it's itchy in Florida. I don't know what it is with the bugs in Florida, but you know, you get bit somewhere else. It's like an, a, a it's like a bump that forms on your body. You scratch it, you relieve the pain. The itches here, the bugs here. It's like inside my body. It's like under my skin. I can't even get to it. Everything itches in Florida, and it's so fucking hot here. Holy shit, it's hot. The humidity is insane. I don't know how you guys do it here. God, it's hard. Anyways, there's that. You know. There's that. Diddy recently put out a PSA discrediting his, attempting to discredit the alleged rape allegations. I was reading it and it was, it kind of was crazy. It sounded a lot like my ex-boyfriend's post talking about sitting in silence for so long and as someone tries to ruin my life. Diddy, this is to Diddy and this is also to my ex-boyfriend. No one's ruining your life. You know who ruined your life? You. You. When you did what you did and you hurt all those people and you hurt everyone in your life, that's what ruined your life. Um, now you're coming out for the people who want to talk about it. I don't know. I think we have every right to talk about it. I think a woman has every right. I think a man has every right. Like I said, I'm no longer anti-man. I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm anti-everybody. Okay. I'm a mother now. I've been watching my nieces and nephew for three days. I'm a mother. I think the biggest thing is just all the things that happened to me this year. And again, I don't want sympathy. I really don't. But I mean, I went through everything you could possibly go through this year besides death, but it felt like a death. And, you know, going back, I lost my job. I went viral, started this whole new thing, which I'm really grateful for. Uh, it was all based on my relationship and my thoughts on it. And then I found out my, the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with was cheating on me. Then I found out he was using heroin again. Then he went to rehab to save our relationship. And while he was in rehab, you know, I found out my mom, my mom hemorrhaged at work, started bleeding. She had to go to the hospital. We found out soon after she had cancer stage four uterine cancer. My mom, my dad's dead. My grandma passed away about a year ago. My grandma was like the glue to my whole family. And so, um, you know, my mom and I don't have a great relationship. We, you know, we try, we really try, but my mom is like the only person just like anyone's mom. Like my mom is my person. Like I love my mom. And, um, that was really hard. And then my boyfriend was cheating on me more we broke up. We had this place together that we shared. I had to sell my house in Joshua Tree, which I really cared about, move stuff out of there. I um, discovered that, you know, I have to say allegedly, but, it, you know, I found these papers that talked about rape, just really fucking horrible things. And 
you know, I've said this before. It was just like, yeah, like, oh, my ex-boyfriend's drug, drug addict. He cheated on me, you know. You know, it, that happened. But to this, was just, it's just so fucking dark. It's just so fucking dark, dude. Like, I've been, I don't talk about this, but I have been raped. A lot of people I love and care about have been. Like, I know so many people who have had sexual assault things, who have been sexually assaulted. And to learn that potential, allegedly, that the person that I was going to share the rest of my life with could have possibly done these things. It's crazy. It's alarming. It's shocking. And then to find out he slept with people that I had a feeling he slept with, you know, people that we worked with, people who were on the cast members on the show that we were on. Um, you know, his fam- I lost his family. I was so close with his mom. She was like a second mom to me. Then I had to move from my place by myself, move all his stuff. And I'm like starting from zero again. I don't know what's next. But it's felt so fucking crazy. Like to call the cops, my ex-boyfriend being arrested. <laughs> And I'm here in Florida. I'm back here. My life is in a 10 by 10 room in California. My car's in storage. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't. I'm just tired. And then, you know, all the just mental health stuff I dealt with this year. Just, I mean, there were points this year where I really was going to kill myself. And I'm not just saying that. Like, I really was thinking about ending it all because it felt hopeless. Like, I'm losing everybody. People in my family are dropping like flies. (laughs) My grandma, I miss my grandma so much. Like, I wish I could have just, when I got to Florida, I was like, I wish I could just go to my grandma's house and just be with her. I miss my dad. He wasn't the best dad in the world, but he was my dad, and I miss him. And now my mom is facing this. I don't know what's going to happen. My whole family is torn apart right now, and I'm trying so hard to be the glue to get people back together, but it's hard. There's a lot of jealousies. There's a lot of issues, and cancer you think it would bring people together, but it doesn't when there's this much trauma. And how do you end the cycle of trauma? And I think maybe that's why, you know, I talk about things so easily because I've just seen so much shit in my life. I feel so at peace and happy that I don't, that I'm not dating anybody right now because, and like I said in that one video, I posted a video recently where I'm talking about why do I like dating people? Because it's a distraction. When I'm thinking about a guy, why isn't he texting me? Why isn't he calling me? When, when are we going to hang out next? Oh, I can't wait for us to kiss. Like, oh, like all, all the good things too, not just like the anxieties. But when I'm thinking about stuff like that, I'm not thinking about myself and my life and all the horrible things that have happened and what I need to do and 
paying my taxes. Um, it's a distraction. And right now I don't have any distractions. And right now I'm faced with my reality. And my reality is dark. And I'm faced with the fact that I'm just one single human standing on this planet as it turns. And it's not going to stop turning. Time doesn't stop. It never stops. And I wish it would. I wish time could just stop for a second so I could just sit and just think and be with myself. And I wish I could hit pause on my life. Anyways, thank you for listening to me rant and be a sad sack of shit. Now let's have a little laugh and let me introduce you to my family. Now introduce yourself. Tell me your name, your age. Tell me who you are. Um, I am... Genevieve, you go first. I'm Genevieve, and I am John's older sister. By the way, just FYI, I am taller than her. Next up, I am 10 years old, and um, I don't really know what to say. I make that's all my info. How's school going? Cool. Cool. I got one. Drama. Drama. There's drama in school. What's going on in school? I have no idea. Are you in the drama, John? No, but I know who is. Are you going to spill the tea? Spell the name? Spill the tea. Spill the tea. Hmm. Genevieve, you go first. My school is going good, I guess. There's a lot of more homework, and I don't like homework or any work that's not during school at all. So I don't like the homework part. But I do enjoy the school part. I love student break because I guess get to talk to my friends and eat snacks. Do you think they give you homework just to torture you? Probably my math teacher. Do you think she has something against you personally? No. But she always just always gives us homework. Why do you think? Because she hates kids? No, she has kids. That doesn't mean she doesn't hate them. She doesn't hate kids. What do you think it is? What is it about her that she's just giving you guys homework like this? I don't think she does it intentionally. I think she just wants us to be prepared for the test, but I'd rather just study a lot before them. So you would teach better if you were her? <laughs> no, I think she does a really good job. John, what do you think about your teachers? They're all amazing, and I love letting them teach me. The only part is when I have like six pages of homework. That's the part when I really get a melt on but besides that it's all good so the other night we were playing mario kart and john you don't want to talk about this okay let me explain it john was losing and I it, was losing and just me i was so mad i was like i i i i i i i went on the floor i stomped i was so mad i i was I was screaming to the top of my lungs. I was such a sore loser. We love the self-awareness, but what happened with the extension cords? Oh, yeah. I ripped them out. I ripped the extension cords. I don't understand how this is a big deal, but... You don't think it's a big deal to wrap yourself in extension cords? No, 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 no. Well, I have nothing to say for myself, but except I was a big sore loser. And I have a question for John. Yes. Have you ever been in love? No, negative. Are you open to love? Negative. 
Yes, Genevieve. He is lying. He had a crush um, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Okay, but uh, we don't have to get into that. We had. We don't have to get into that. What What were the qualities about her that you liked? Nothing. I just walked in the class in first grade. I was brand new, and um, I, I'm pretty sure it was first grade or kindergarten, and and um, and it and I don't know. Love at first sight. Nope. Was not that at all. Actually. I started to like her in like the first grade and like the middle of the year, and then we lost touch. No, because we weren't in the same classes in fourth and third. We were not in the same classes, and we never talked to each other. So yeah, long distance is hard. Long distance. How do you find out when you're like in first grade? How do people find out when you have crushes on them when you like them? You can tell if a girl likes you. I I I I learned this in my boys' squad or whatever. Okay, so basically. It's basically the way they talk. The way the girls talk? What do they do? The way they talk. That's it. Give me like an example. Example. It's not what they say. It's their voice. Like the way they talk to their friends, you can notice the way they talk to your friends is not how they talk to you. That's very interesting. Also, the way they, the way they talk to strangers, like people who are not their friends, that's a better example. They don't talk that way to you when you're like kind of a stranger because you're not their friend. So that's another way. What do you want me to talk about? That's the thing. How do you feel about me being in your house? Good. Next. Okay. So, John, you live with three other women. You're the only boy here. They always boss me around. And, and, he, and here's an example. Now, you're telling me what it's like living with three women. It's horrible. <laughs> They always boss me around and be like, you can't do this. You can't do that. I mean, I do not like living with three women. Do not like it. A dog is not enough. I, I, I have a boy dog, which he doesn't even have balls, which is the thing. It's, it's just horrible. I mean, he likes to throw balls. He likes to be a boy and no one else in this house likes to do that because that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. But he does that for 10 hours, Monday through Friday. Yeah, but then what? Are you supposed to come home and play dolls? No, you can play the Switch. Well, he can't even do that because Angelina takes it. True. What is it like having a brother, Genevieve? Annoying. Hand the microphone to me. As I was saying she before, has someone. Angry issues. Do you see? He's pushing my buttons. He's pushing my buttons. Yeah, he is, but you push his buttons too. But she doesn't have any buttons. I'm literally gonna punch. All right, let me ask you a question. What do you think about my dating history? I don't know. You you really just gotta choose the right guy. Give me some dating advice, John. Dating advice. If they look good, still do not date them because they they're usually tired people or they are the most exciting people and they would do it and they are very energetic or they are the most laziest people. So don't date good looking people. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Some people are good looking and have nice qualities, but that's like the perfect person out there, which that's really rare to find because, I don't know, they can't have like a criminal record at least. No, you're onto something. Keep going. Uh, Just, I don't know, just whoever lazy, like some people like, the only reason why they go outside is to smoke a cigarette. Do not look for lazy people. Mm, just number one advice. I got some advice. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Okay, some dating advice is before you go out and are like, oh my goodness, why is no one good looking and has good qualities? 
you got to first look at yourself. Do you Are you good looking? Do you have good qualities? You got to make sure you're a good catch before you look for a good catch. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, you don't just, can't just go outside in an oversized hoodie and sweatpants and go. Excuse me? <laughs> are you critiquing? Wait, w- was I wearing an oversized hoodie and sweatpants when I went out the other night? <laughs> no. I got dressed up the other night. You did. I'm not saying you did. I'm saying don't go out in an oversized hoodie and sweatpants. That felt like a personal attack, Genevieve. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. I swear. I'm just saying if you're going out in an oversized hoodie and sweatpants, going out and be like, ooh, I'm going to find a perfect guy tonight. No one's going to look at that Who person. does that? Who are you talking about? I'm just saying in general. I feel like you got the idea from somewhere. I didn't. What did you think about my outfit and what I was wearing the other night when I went out, John? You, I don't know, but you wear too much makeup. That's all, that's all I have to say. I wear too much makeup? Well, not right now, but I'm not lying. But like your whole entire outline of your eyes were just black. And... um. <laughs> I don't know, but everything was black and like your eyes are black. I mean, like everything was black. Well, how do you think I should do my makeup? Not that much. I don't know. I'm not a girl. I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be answering these questions. But obviously you have an opinion about it. I never said I did. I'm just guessing. What about my outfit? Your outfit right now? No. No, my <laughs> outfit the other night. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> do not remember. What do you think about my makeup, Genevieve? I thought it was kind of cute, honestly. <laughs> you look better you you do right now than you did with that makeup. So he's saying I should go out with an oversized hoodie. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. I never said. I said it just the makeup. Like use less makeup. That's all I have to say. Okay, let, I'm gonna write that down. Less makeup. Anything you want to say before I end the podcast? You're ending it. Yeah, we'll record again. I have to say, drama. Drama, okay. What do you have to say to the listeners? Drama. You like drama? No, negative. (laughs) Did you know that my ex-boyfriend called me fat on his... Oh, did I tell you guys that? No. Okay, so Scar... No. He posted a caption... He posted a picture. He's dating somebody new. He posted a picture with her, and in the caption, he called me fat and ugly compared to his new girlfriend. What do you think about that, Genevieve? Disgusting. I need to see his girlfriend right now. Okay. Can you hand me my phone? Where? Um, the red where? phone. It's plugged in. You got to unplug it. Yeah. We we need to we need to see we need to see. Okay, I'll show to, you. To, to say to say if it's true or false. He's gonna tell. tell I the truth. am very I am very honest when when it comes to beauty and um mm. rating stuff. Like if it was the president of the United States and the food and I'm grading food and the food tastes terrible, I will give my honest opinion. Yeah, you won't hold back no matter your relationship with them. Yes. Very good. But. When it's my best, best friend, maybe I will, I will hold back just a little. Okay, here's his new girlfriend. Let me see. 
Hold on. Let me see. Where does it say you're fat and ugly? Oh, I'm not going to let you read the caption because it's gross. Let me see. Where's the caption? No, it's not on there. It's a screenshot. <gasps> I think you guys honestly look the same. Oh, okay. I got to see this picture. You guys the don't skin look, color is different. You guys don't look the same at all. The skin color She's is different. She's wearing makeup right now. You're not. So it's but not. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, your guys' weight is definitely the same. That's all I have to say. And, and the beauty, she's wearing a filter, which if you wear a filter, you guys will be the same. So, I mean, like, I don't understand how she is, why like, she's fat and ugly compared to you. But, I mean, like, that is not true. What's something provocative that you've learned from a kid at school? The middle finger. Ooh. What does the middle finger mean? <laughs> F you. Also, I learned that. Do I have to explain how? Yeah, how'd you learn it? It was in kindergarten. And this kid, we were at the computer lab, and this kid just showed me the middle finger, and, and he was like, hey, you know what this means? I, I was like, uh, no. And he said, hey, don't tell the teacher that I did it, okay? I was like, okay. And then I told the teacher, that, and, and I showed her the middle finger, and I said, what does this mean? <laughs> I, I showed her the middle finger. You snitched. No, 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 no. I, I never You're snitched. a snitch. I never snitched. I, I, I showed the middle finger. That's the definition of snitching. I showed the middle finger to the teacher and said, what does this mean? I was an irresponsible little kindergartner. And I, and I said, what does this mean? And, and, and she was like, where did you learn that? And I, was, and, and, and I was like, um, from the computer lab? One of the kids showed me it. And then I went over with the teacher and I p- picked the kid. And I don't know what happened to the kid. I mean, we never heard from him again. I mean, I saw him the next day. He probably went to jail. <laughs> no. You got that kid arrested. <laughs> Not. Don't snitch. You did the middle finger a million of times, and you didn't go to jail. I don't do the middle finger. Angelina, introduce yourself. I do. Ho, ho, ho. Berry. That's Angie. Christmas. What's your name? Angie. How old are you? It's Angelina. Five. Who's your boyfriend? Chris. Chris is your boyfriend? She has multiple. You have multiple boyfriends? Mm-hmm. Is your foot in your mouth? Shut up. Shut up? (laughs) Angie, do you have anything to say about Chris? Never. Ooh, she's got secrets. I have one more question for you. Come here. What is your plan? If, say, there was a robber, Mm -hmm. what's your plan? What would you do? There There are two baseball bats in the cabinet. I grab both. Thank you guys for listening. My niece and nephew got a little too excited about the podcast and we had to cut it short, but they'll be back another time. And I appreciate them coming here and sharing their words of wisdom. And, you know, kids, kids know best.